0: to Time to Head North. This is a podcast from the North Group. I'm the VP of Communications, Natasha Ryan, former news anchor, turned podcast host, turned corporate business woman, right, Sandra, like you, I would say? Absolutely. Okay, now you might be wondering why my guest, Sandra Stibberts, is blurred out. She likes to operate under the anonymity because of what she does, but she is a talent. You can catch her live and in person and see her face at security conferences across the country. She is a standout when it comes to presenting information. Um, Sandra, if you want to kind of give your bio a little bit, I gave you a little bit of a plug, but you tell people your background if you wouldn't mind.
1: I appreciate it, Natasha. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've um, been a private investigator. I do financial fraud investigations as my specialty for the last 30 years. I've had my company Camelot Investigations for over 27. And I also do a lot of counterintel, business espionage cases, a lot of online investigations, which also relates to OSINT being the tool I use for everything, including brand protection, but also for security teams and executive protection. So what I do is not just the investigations piece, but for the last 13 years, I've been teaching on open source intelligence. And I always bring a piece of that to whether it's regular security conferences or cyber security conferences, as well as anti-money laundering, financial crimes, and so forth, and compliance, threat management. What I teach is a lot of tools that help people do their job better, and a lot of it relates to protecting yourself online and protecting your company online, protecting the people you're protecting online, and having the knowledge to instill so you know how to do it on your own, on your own uh, way of doing it instead of having to have software and so forth. The human element can always destroy everything. So that's what I teach, the human side of protecting yourself.
0: And I'll tell you, Sandra, when you give a presentation, I was just praising you for this, you walk away with a wealth of knowledge, right? Like the takeaways on things you can install on your computer to protect yourself, you know? And and you do have such a wide range of knowledge, but today what I really wanna hone in on is we've been alerted to some concerning things that I think parents need to know. <laughs> parents need to hear stuff, right? Because when I have conversations, even in my own school, safety, security related, it's, it's, you know, some people are very open to it. Some are head in the sand and some are in shock at what's out there. And being in this industry, not a lot shocks me, but something I heard the other day did, which we're going to get to. But off the bat, I just want folks to know, you know, the goal here is to provide you some tips to walk away with on how to protect your kids, because every day there are evil elements out there trying to get to your children and promote horrible things, put horrible thoughts in their heads. And we really love kids and wanna combat this. So Sandra, just a general generalization, like can you kind of give parents the perspective that really are naive to this subject matter? What is it like to be a kid in today's world with access to social media and online content?
1: It's unfortunate, the accesses that are out there, and the only reason I say it's unfortunate is because these kids have been born with these devices in their hands. Unlike those of us that didn't have them when we were growing up, they come out, there once they're able to hold a little device, like a smartphone or something, it's an open world for them. And unfortunately, it can be a very dangerous one. The problem with it is, is our parents, or, or the children's parents, I should say, are obviously trusting of what their kids are doing online because the kids have no intent of doing something bad. That's the key that they have to think about first. It's not the kids that are doing anything wrong. The problem is, is they need to understand the predators that are out there are looking for those innocent victims and pulling them into things without them even knowing it. There are a lot of little things that the parents can do to protect their children from these things, but just be aware that your children aren't the ones Looking for anything wrong. They're just trying to have a little fun and you give them your iPad and let them play. But if they tap on something that looks enticing, which I know Natasha is going to bring up in a little bit, they tap on something enticing that looks like something fun for a four or five year old or maybe even a 10 or 12 year old. We're going to cover the whole gamut here. It doesn't matter what age. And they're into a site that looks completely innocent when it's not, it's created by a predator or is maintained by predators or predators actually frequent those sites to get to them. So you need to know who they're chatting with. You need to know the conversations that are going on. You need to be on top of this and don't just hand it over blindly, that device that you let them use, because I'm telling you, there's a lot of things out there that can create a lot of problems from the point where they're instilling the dangerous things in life, instilling really ugly things in the world, as well as taking them away from you. So there's just so many aspects to this and it is scary and disturbing out there. So parents need to be in tune with this.
0: I'll tell you, I love that you hit on. It's not that your kid's a bad kid. They're not out there looking to do bad. It literally is presented to them in what they view as an innocent forum. And then they're hooked People have their their claws in and then and and terrible things are happening to kids all across the country, the world. So let's I think the best way to tackle this, Sandra, is let's go by age range. So, you know, what we mentioned that I want to bring up, I have a five and a 10 year old, both girls. OK, and I was just alerted to this and I'm just going to full disclosure. I have not vetted this, but I saw a snippet of it and it was a cartoon that looked exactly like Peppa Pig. Okay, and Peppa Pig is a friendly little pig cartoon character, right? I I think it's Nickelodeon. They have, these predators have essentially, or whoever developed it, and again, I haven't vetted it, um, created a knockoff. This is being done apparently, that these predators are creating knockoffs of cartoon characters, and they're doing things like encouraging kids to drink bleach, inject themselves with stuff like really evil ideas are being planted. And even if this this example, you know, isn't exactly what I think it is, which I'm pretty sure it is. There are multiple examples out there of this. So all I can think of is a mom sitting right next to her kid on an iPad thinking she's watching Peppa Pig and not listening because she's on her phone or doing work on her laptop. And then, bam, you know, then, then the the young, innocent mind is being presented to this. I mean, have you heard of this?
1: I haven't heard of that specific cartoon, but I have directly run across the same type of cartoons where it's made, made to look like something very innocent and sweet that they'd want to look at at a young age. And then it was pornographic. And so same concept. I'm not surprised at all that you've heard about this, the pornographic. I uh, Another one I came across was they were instilling... Um, and this was for the young ones, like you're saying, the five-year-old, the four-year-old, instilling the, trans, the transgender information as well when this shouldn't have anything to do with our children. So pornographic, hurting themselves, any of this, yeah, it's all out there. And it's going to be any way to entice these kids to come in. And if it's not just because they're trying to create another dynamic in the child's world, it could just be created by pedophiles and other people that have created the platform themselves to get access to your kids. There's so many angles to this, but yeah, you have to be really careful and you need to know going on to this is something while being a parent, we have to be on it 24 seven. We really do.
0: And I think every parent I would hope would agree that if an, if an idea or an ideology is presented or to a young mind, like as a parent, I want to be in charge of that. I want to be the one that, has that discussion with them. So, you know, what can parents do to safeguard against this? Are there settings? Can we talk about like the Mm -hmm. steps they can take to give a simple tutorial to someone that knows nothing, basic up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of basic things they can do besides just checking on the history of where they've been. You can, there are settings on all devices where you can limit access to certain things, or you can set it up where you load the sites that you want them to go to, and those are the only sites that they're to go to, then you still, I'm going to qualify that, you're still going to want to consistently check those sites to make sure that they're not communicating with anybody on, say, a side chat or something. Even though it's a safe site, I'll never forget this. and We're, we're going back a long way here, so, you know, between 15 and 20 years now, where I was letting my my little kid at the time go onto an old device that I had, and it was a it was a very safe it was considered a very safe site for you know being able to do little games and things like that. And it was little cartoon characters, and you were actually doing your own little gaming and talking with your friends on a little chat. The problem is when I saw this site day one that chat was not controlled by anybody in particular you could sign up and say you were 8 years old you know put in a date of birth anybody could do it and go in and the next thing i know my son would have been talking to some pedophile that's 35 years old trying to do bad things so one of the things you have to do is still even though they're vetted sites Make sure that you're still checking the conversations, making sure that you're limiting them. My recommendation for anyone that's, that's got a child that's young like yours, I wouldn't even put them on those little sites that, where somebody could say hi to them, even though they claim it's just their friend that they know from school. Yep. I would not allow chatting with anybody. So limit, you can set things and set it so they only have the sites that you agree to and always look at what they're looking at. Now, with regards to another thing that you can do, this is a really good idea. And this is one of the things I did. There are browsers out there that you can install into your smart device that will not allow access to nefarious sites. So we all have done this where we'll type in a certain domain and it's the wrong domain. We typed it in a letter wrong or we we did.com. I'm really
0: bad with dick's sporting goods sometimes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> no, I done that. I did that at work actually. And I went, I immediately emailed my boss. I said, I was looking for a sporting equipment. <laughs> okay, that's really funny. So
1: thank you for saying that though, no. because that's the thing. Little kids can do it, adults can do it, but we all have that moment where we type in the wrong domain. And so, what you can do is the child may type in a domain into this specific search engine that you've loaded. And this search engine, one of them is called Canine. It's a Canine, the letter K, the number nine search engine. And you can load it on any smart device. And you can make it so the only way they're going to get on the internet is through Canines. Um, browser, right? So it'll be, it's an actual setup as a browser and you do all your searches in there and it will let you go to any, any sites that are safe and will not allow entrance to any sites that are not. Okay. Like that. So an existence in a lot of the antivirus apps that, um, uh, that you can load into mobile devices, AVG has one of those as well. Norton has one. These are all family-friendly browsers and search engines. So you can actually set up the browser and then it will only allow you to go to safe search en- or safe search sites, okay, or websites. So these are a little a couple little options you can do. One of the other things that the parents can do, especially when you start getting to the older kids. First of all, you still want to have these safe these safe search browsers, right? Like K9 or something like that for Everyone that's a minor. That's my recommendation. It's up to you as a parent, but when the teens get going, they think they're safe putting everything out there now. So, one of the things that you can do to protect when they're accessing, especially when you're home, most internet servers or internet service providers like Xfinity or any of those like that have an option to set boundaries on when the internet can be accessed and when it cannot by certain devices so you may want to set rules in your household especially for your teens because unfortunately again our teens are still just as innocent as the munchkins they just think they're stronger and more powerful and know what they're doing but they're still i'm going to tell you i really don't believe that most of the teens are out there to look for bad stuff either but they are vulnerable because they have you know they have more ways of being able to think they think they're thinking like adults and, and they're looking for things and they're trying to connect with their friends online. You want to make sure that you're limiting their accesses as well, because that can really protect them. The last thing that I would recommend whenever your child is going to be accessing a site, if they have to sign up for it, you are to walk through the entire process with them, set every privacy setting available out there, and what. you do, don't put their real information. And I'm not kidding about that. Don't put in that their birth date, you know, is March 3rd of whatever year. Don't put in real information. Never, ever do that. And the only reason I say that is because if you give a real date of birth and a real name, those predators will be able to find your kids. It's very easy. If they post a picture of them, you know, they might post a picture of them, how they just, you know, got the first goal in their soccer game. So yeah. they're showing a picture of them cheering and then they see the name of the school and they see the, or the number on their shirt. And now they suddenly know where they are during the day. They look up that middle school and they can find them and track them. And, down. and
0: listen, I know there are parents that are going to hear that and be like, oh, they're so dramatic. What do you say to those parents?
1: It's real. And I know it sounds off the grid, but from somebody in my industry that deals with ugliness online every day. I can promise you it is real. And you're way better off being overprotective than underprotective because you don't want that one moment. So don't put identifiers out there that relate to your child. And if your child is posting pictures that show these things, you need to help control them. You need to actually just sit down and have a talk with them, educate them yourselves, tell them you trust them, you know they're good kids. It's not them that you don't trust. It's the people out there that want to hurt them that you don't trust. So what you're doing is trying to protect them. I tell you what, my son, I feel sorry for him having me as a mom. It was a nightmare <laughs> growing up with me because I wouldn't let him on anything, let him do anything. I mean, this poor kid, oh boy, it's a miracle he still loves me at age 24. <laughs> but but it is true. And I like that you asked me that because most pe- people... A lot of people, just regular everyday people that are good. They're nice, kind people. They trust others. I like that because it is generally a good world out there. Most people are good. The problem is we have the bad apples that are going to come for your kids. And I promise you, and you you can't protect them from everything, but you can certainly deter and make it less available to those predators out there.
0: Amen. And I will say that is so true. I think there are so many people in the world that just don't even understand or grasp what kind of evil is out there because it's not normal to think that way for a a kind, good person. So they can't fathom that this is real, but it is real and we've seen it and it's unpleasant. It's funny that you talk about your son getting mad at you because my 10 year old daughter I can't even remember which one it was, but she was one on one of the building games and I set it up. I went through all of her info. I like to think I'm fairly educated on this subject. And we sat down and I instructed her like, absolutely. You never chat with anyone. I, I was under the impression there was no chat function because it wasn't in the settings. And I walk in there a few weeks later and I see her. And I've had extensive conversations with her and I see her and she's like, oh, it was just, it was just the computer. I go, no. I said, are you, and, and, you know, like, I think you have to be real with children. You know, I, I operate that sometimes, you know, people are like, you should never tell your kids too much because it's scary. I operate under knowledge is power and I don't want to terrify my kids, but they need to know the reality of what they could be talking to. So I said, you know, on the other end of that computer, do you realize who that could be? And we had a whole conversation about it. I shut down the entire game, shut down another entire game. And she's like, Mom, you can't play if you don't have friends. I go, well, then this isn't a game for you. I'm so sorry. But all my friends play it, I don't care. The answer is no. You know, there are plenty of other games you can play that are safe. This is not going to be one of them. And it, it you made del- a really
1: good something. choice. You did.
0: I mean, I just... I I feel like, you know, I have friends that let their kids play. I don't even think they're aware of this, you know? And so that's really like the point, right? It's not to shame. We've all made mistakes. I mean, it is just to share knowledge to better empower you to keep your kids safe. So the next topic I want to get into is um, the social media. Mm -hmm. So especially when we're talking about the older kids, the teenage level, you know, and and I want to get into everything from not just chat rooms, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. posting any sort of identifying picture, locator, whatever. And then how do these predators get your seventh grade daughter to send them topless photos? How does that unfold for a parent? That's like, my kid's a good kid. She's a sweet kid. We go to church every Sunday. That would never happen to my daughter. How do they get to these kids? How do they do it?
1: Well, they usually will monitor them for a while, especially on the really fast moving sites like TikTok, especially, or Instagram, where it's all images. So they're, in, they're going to engage with them on sites that actually do the images because then there's a logic to it. What they're going to do, and everybody's going to understand this one. They're going to come in. They will have watched them for a while, learned what they like, learned where they go, learned what they do, learn about their friends and watch, right? So when they come in, they're already going to know some of their friends, right? They're going to come in and say, oh, yeah, it was really fun to see you and and Janie over at that party. They're going to have knowledge like they were at the party or they were at that library or they were at the skating rink or so they're going to establish
0: a commonality
1: exactly so they're going to be connected and they're going to make your child think that they're a friend of one or more of their friends you know just the your friend you your daughter or son is in the inner circle and then this is that outer circle just on the edge where they all know each other they just haven't been hanging out right? So that's the first step that they will take. They will convince your child that they're a friend. And it's easy to do because they'll, they will have watched them for two weeks, learned everything that they like, everything they don't, and all their activity. Once they do that, then they can send a message or start, you know, they'll start liking and, and commenting on things. And if they're permitted, because our kids, <laughs> I see it all the time, our kids are leaving everything open. They're not privatizing their accounts. So um, anybody can comment, anybody can like, because they want to be popular. They want yeah. to be known.
0: They want so, the influ- They want the followers.
1: So then once they engage, you can see where this is going. They've are, they had common friends. Now they've become friends The the predator will have the right conversation to be really sweet, really kind. Then they'll lead them to a new place where they make them feel very loved and very special. And it's just a slow escalation. And as they're loved and special, and then they will, depending on the child, they'll have the right words in order to say, well, you know, you know how you really show me you love me because you know what? I'm always going to be here for you. And they will start removing the parents, by the way, in these conversations, they will let them know you're safer with me because I really love you. And they'll say things to make the child believe you can't tell your parents because they don't love you the same way. They can't do the same things for you. So it's all words. It's all elicitation, but it starts from the moment they start monitoring feeding through, and it goes up, 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 up. And then the next thing you know, your child is, especially when you talk about the tweens and the early teens, or even the late teens. I mean, you can have the single digits in here too. They will convince them at all levels. It just, they will come to their level. And, and that's it's that easy for them to then get them to send pictures and do things. Isn't that disturbing? I mean, it really is it's that disturbing. easy.
0: It's so disturbing. And, and what you know, I think there's this notion that predators um, will give up. Predators are patient. They understand what it takes to build those trusting relationships. They are patient. So if they have their eyes on a target and that's your child, they will continue to build. Um, the other thing I want to address is, you know, I think it's also while there is truth to it that they target yeah. kids in more vulnerable situations, broken homes, um, that kind of thing. That doesn't mean a kid from a well-oiled family is immune. Correct, Sandra.
1: Oh yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't care about, uh, the predators don't care about the broken home or the really good home. They will look for the vulnerability and the sensitivity of the child so they could have a really solid home. They could have a broken home. It's not going to affect the predator any. They're going to monitor whatever is open out there and that's how they're going to develop it. They'll engage. The, the child will either engage back or they won't. And a lot of times they will because it's vulnerable. So you're absolutely correct that it can go all the way across the board. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter what race, what religion, and what situation is at home. It just doesn't matter. They're going to They're going to get what they want if the child is vulnerable. One of the things I want to tell all parents, one of the things that you can do, and Natasha hit this, you you did, you hit this on the head where you have the honest conversation with your kids. You have that conversation. So that's what these parents need to do. Have an honest conversation, not scaring them, but being clear there are people that would harm them. And that they know that their kids are, are good kids, but what they can do is ask their kids to keep everything private. Doesn't mean the predator still isn't going to be able to get to them, but it is a deterrent. You know, you have that Instagram account that's private. When somebody wants to friend them, maybe your parent the parent should suggest, when you get a new friend request, let me know and we'll vet them together. So TikTok. You can make TikTok private, even though everybody likes to have it public because they're showing off the videos. My recommendation is any parent that is allowing their children to have a TikTok account or any other social media platform, I don't care what it is, every every platform allows you the option to go private. So I recommend going private on all of that. Have that talk about not having identifiers of yourself. Don't post every party you go to. Don't tell everybody all the events you're attending for what school and what friends, but keep it private, keep it limited and have the parent vet every single friend request. That would be my suggestions.
0: I got to tell you, and I'm no angel with this, right? Like I check myself all the time. I'd like to address talking to parents about their social media, because sometimes what you post (laughs) inadvertently puts your children in danger. And I'm guilty, like first day of school photo. (laughs) And I have my accounts private, but I'm like, oh, crap. Like the signs in the back, you know what I mean? And I think about this stuff and I'm like, okay, do I really know every follower well enough to know that those kind of photos are safe? And you don't want to think like that, but parents the, the information you're putting out there is just as important as the information your kids are putting out there.
1: You, you are just on it. You are so right about that because we can teach and instill in our children, but then yeah, we're posting things and you're right. I love what you said about that. You see the name of the school behind you or the event that's going on or the jersey they're wearing and you're so proud of the event and so forth. You're right. Right. You can put them in a situation where you didn't even realize it. Here's the thing about us as adults too, because we tend to be a little more open with our friends because we're traveling or we're doing things. And the issue being is, are they tagging us? Are they tagging us in their pictures? I put out a picture and somebody somebody comes in and, and likes that. And then all of a sudden they forward it and then tag somebody else because they saw somebody else. And it could be a snowball. Here's the other kicker. Facebook has facial recognition. So what can happen on Facebook is if you have a big group of friends and you say, say you do a group photo with three or four people and I just tagged my one bestie, but there are two other besties in the picture, but I didn't tag anybody else. Right. The next thing you know, I put it up and if facial recognition is turned on in Facebook, they will automatically get tagged if they're my friends and we all have facial recognition on. So there's a lot of things. Yes. So I love that you brought up seeing things in the pictures. Oh, here's another kicker. What about when you're taking vacation? And people love to check in. And I'm going to tell you right now
0: don't check in. Don't use
1: the check ins. Don't check in. Please don't check in ever, 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 ever check in. And every platform has the option. Why do I say that? Do I have to explain? <laughs> First of all, it leaves, say you and your husband are on a trip or whatever, and you your teens are at home because, you know, they're 16 to 17 years old. So they didn't take that long weekend with you. You're on your romantic getaway. You're tagging everything. Well, guess what? The pedophiles have been watching your kids for a while. Now they know you're not there. So there are just so many things that we as adults need to be aware of. Again, privatize ourselves go into your privacy settings, make sure that you have everything locked down. I promise you some of these platforms that will take you four hours to go through every single item. But I love that you brought it up though, Natasha, because yeah, we can make our kids vulnerable when they're doing everything right. Right. So <laughs> it's amazing.
0: You want to delete every social media account I have. <laughs>
1: I have some social media out there, but I do privatize it. And you know what? I do post pictures when I go on trips, but not when I'm on the trips.
0: After, uh
1: huh. I'll be home for a week, then I post
0: photos post vacation. Bingo.
1: That's. I mean, you can do that again, though. Be careful on telling people where you went, because again, you may be a target if you have the same timeshare that you go to every year. And you're talking about, oh, we're back at our what, you know favorite place again. Well, again, if if the predators know that that's where you and your family are going, they may be watching you there. They may be from there for all you know. And yeah. you're bringing your that's kids and they target them there. So I know it sounds off the grid and, and crazy to some people out there because I know the people that are listening to this are good people. They, they want to trust people out there, but please take everything with a grain of salt. Make sure that you go overboard on securing because you're better off than being less secure.
0: Could not agree more. Is there a website address or somewhere where we can send folks to get the Sander checklist?
1: <laughs> I didn't think about that. You know what I'll do? I don't have a site that actually gives it. I have my two websites Camelot and open source intelligence training.org. But what I'd be happy to do is in the next 24 hours, I'll write up a checklist of things that they can do a tip list to protect themselves. And I will email it to you. And then you can share it publicly with everybody.
0: I appreciate you so much for doing that. I'm going to share it on our network and my personal network because I want to protect <laughs> my friends and their kids and everyone who will listen Oh, I'm also going to send this uh, entire podcast to the school where my, my kids go, because I, you know, Excellent. the one, the one good thing about, you know, our school is I do feel like they're information seeking administrators. Wonderful. So
1: I love yeah. when they're looking for that. When um, my son was younger, I, I really wanted to engage my son's school when he was in fourth and fifth grade. I had, I had put together a presentation for, for parents. They help secure their children. And um, I just and I was doing it for free, but they never let me come in and do it. And I was really kind of bummed about that because I'd really like to offer that. Um, You know, after talking to you today, maybe what I'll do when I get a little time is put together a short webinar that um, that I can share with all parents as well just a private webinar. I'll just record it and then I can give it to you and we can distribute it to all schools. I will
0: distribute it till the cows come home for sure. Whoever so I Let's have. do that. You know,
1: you've know, This is all to, due to you, Natasha. So you can give yourself credit. I will put something together like that in the next few weeks.
0: I take no credit. I'm just happy to receive the information <laughs> and happy to push out. Sandra, let's see I see if we can so- get
1: that out to everyone.
0: I know. I I love having you on. This isn't the first time. I love hearing what you have to say. It's always so valuable. Your time is valuable. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Any final closing thoughts?
1: Um, I guess just remember to always stay on top of it and always keep checking your kids' devices or any device that you know they use just to check the history and make sure that you see they're not going anywhere that's unsafe.
0: OK, Perfect. so one one more thing I want to address before we let you go, because I know you, your time is valuable, is um, I want to talk about this is not back in the day when your 15 year old son gets caught with an with a magazine like a Playboy, you know, issued magazine. This is when your kids click on porn. There are now link, 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 link to more things they can click on going even in in every different direction. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, and it's on. It's really disturbing, actually, because um, again, some of these sites can be made to look a little more innocent until they get in there, and then they will. They can. They. It's very easy to go to one and then the other, and it can escalate. So, unfortunately, yeah, it's too bad it isn't just a magazine anymore like it was back in the day because it makes it really simple. So, this is a very common occurrence, and especially when you're talking about kids that are going through puberty, they get curious, right? It's not that they're trying to be bad. Again, I always want to reiterate that because I don't think they're trying to be bad. But, you know, once they're going through puberty, we all get curious and things happen. So they might see something that's not too drastic, you know, just a little something, whatever, that, like they might have seen in a magazine from years ago. But, yeah, what happens is, is the people that are creating these platforms – no, can become addictive, and it it can be very simple to direct them to the next spot. And if they see one simple little thing, and they say, "Oh, go here for more pictures like this," and they will do that. The problem might like a rabbit hole. So, with that in mind, um, my recommendation again is get those those browsers, those security. They're set up by either the antivirus companies or the canine browser, for example. They will not permit access to those types of sites. So it's all proactive for both you, the parent, and the child. One other thing I can suggest is as they're getting older, they will sometimes get more defiant. And if you can't really slow it down, you there are apps out there. As long as you're the owner of the phone as a parent, if you bought the phone for your child and you're the owner of the phone, you can put in monitoring apps. And I will make sure I get some of those and put that in the document I'm going to give you with all the tips, because there are monitoring apps for maybe your older kids where, you know, they might be 16, 17, 18. Um, if you own the phone, you are able to do that. And that way you can be aware if something is getting scary or disturbing, or you can see that a pet or pedophile or a predator might be trying to get to them, then you can nip it in the bud. So that's another way to get a hold of that in case you can't limit it so much with some of those security
0: browsers. What do you do if it's not your device? Like, what if it's something the school has issued?
1: Wow, that is something that I haven't actually ever been asked. I would, um, I would, my recommendation at that point, because not being a lawyer, I can't advise legally, but what my suggestion would be is to go to the, the principal or somebody that is in leadership at the school and talk to them and ask them if it's okay to put monitoring a monitoring app on it or so forth. So get the school's approval and ask them, because I can't tell you if you can or cannot, but I would imagine it belonging to the school they would be the ones that would advise you if you can or can't. And I, I'm assuming it's gonna go from each school to each school as to whether they'd be okay with it. But that's what I would do. That was a great question, though. Wow. I, I didn't even <laughs> see that coming.
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Sandra. Do you think schools are knowledgeable enough to have some of these safeguards on the computers they're sending home with kids?
1: I don't think they're educated on online security at all. Here's my issue with everything that I've run into over the years. I find that the first thing to be cut on any budget is security. So they're talking about cybersecurity and physical security. Those are always the first things to go. So in my opinion and what I've seen, I don't think they're implementing any of this, honestly. I don't, I could be wrong. There could be some schools that are, but the schools that I've run into, I talked to parents and there's no protection, especially when we were going through the situation in the pandemic, when they were online. I got no distinct impression that, that the majority of at least public schools were going out of their way to implement the security that was needed. I'm guessing that they all have some cybersecurity, But then you got to forget about the human or you don't want to forget about the human element because the human element is the problem. You can have all the protections and all the cybersecurity out there to protect your servers. And then somebody can push a wrong button (laughs) and, you know, it all becomes open. So uh, training
0: is everything. Let that resonate. So not only do you need to have conversations with your kids, yeah. You also probably need to have conversations with the administrators at your child's school to make sure that they are properly protecting your children while they're in their care. So I agree. Just just another another thing food for thought for parents out there. Okay, Sandra, I am going to let you go. I know your time <laughs> is valuable. I look forward to getting the document. I I look forward to the webinar you're about to create. Thank you so much. And if people want to find you one more time, give them your websites. Yes. Uh, My
1: main training website about all of these kinds of things is opensourceintelligencetraining.org. And my investigations website is camelotinvestigations.com. Or you can just email me. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. My email address is sandra at camelotinvestigations.com.
0: Perfect. And I will include all of that in the write-up of this podcast. Thank you to everyone for listening, watching. Of course, there are more episodes on TNGdefense.com. We thank you. We thank Sandra. And until next time, have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.